Hi everyone, welcome to Emmett Audio. It's been a while. Um, it's been full days and uh, I haven't been walking the dogs as regularly because Cecilia's been walking them. And I've been saving my the arch of my right foot, trying to get it to heal up as much as possible before this uh, backpacking trip in the White Mountains. So I've been letting her go by herself and then I just, I haven't been doing the podcast. <clears throat> and the days have also been full of uh, unusual stuff. It's been a time that has been hard to cling to routine, um, which I suppose is a good thing to go through phases of life where things are not routine. One of the routines that I've been sticking with, though, has been cleaning the house on Tuesdays. And today, I cleaned the house, and I, I mostly focused on the downstairs. And just kind of by reacting to what what needed to happen, I found myself uh, sort of, let's call it renovating the bookshelves. So first of all, I noticed that a lot of books had come down from the bookshelves upstairs and hadn't gone back up, which is, you know, classic law of entropy that things sort of things fall apart. Whatever system you had, things fall apart and things take the sort of least, the path of least resistance, which would be taking a book that ends up downstairs and putting it in the downstairs bookcase rather than carrying it back upstairs. So we sort of had ended up with completely stuffed downstairs bookcases. Now, I don't know if we're going to be able to fit them all in the upstairs bookcases, but what I ended up doing was um, for many of the bookcases, emptying them right out and then only putting back on the downstairs bookcase shelves books that I was interested in having down there, particularly the one, the main one that the library books also go into. That one is uh, half empty. And then I took all the books out of the downstairs bathroom. We have this sort of big space next to the toilet where we keep a lot of books and frankly gotten bored with all the books that were there so I pulled them all out and replaced them with a bunch of books from the back living room that were going to go upstairs um, and in the back living room the goal was to simply reduce the number of books so that you could put one or two more books onto each shelf and the end result is that everything feels fresh again it's sort of like um, it's the same thing as when you take the when you swap out artwork on your walls not necessarily replacing it but just shuffling where it is on the walls and all of a sudden you see things that you had just kind of started to glaze over when you looked at them your brain didn't register it anymore and you move it to a different spot and all of a sudden your brain sees it and goes whoo that's lovely and the same thing with books books that I hadn't really thought about in a long time you shuffle them into a new location and all of a sudden your brain starts re-engaging with them and thinking oh you know I'd like to look through that one again, or I always meant that to read that, you know, let's, let's think about reading that again. Or wasn't that a nice book? And so that's one nice benefit of shuffling books, but also um, there's the other benefit of if you make room on your bookshelves, new books will flow into your life. Now, you might say, well, new books that are going to flow into my life regardless of whether I make room for them or not. But you'd be surprised, actually. And and more to the point, you know, the bookshelves are just kind of the sort of classic example of this, but I am a big believer that you need a certain amount of 
white space in your life, both to appreciate your life and also to allow new things into your life. If your life is overly full, whether we're talking about bookshelves or your time, then new things won't come into your life. And you might not even realize it, particularly if it's your time. If your time is totally full, you don't know the things that might have filled your time had you made blank space in your time. Because a lot of times, the things that bring new things into your life, the, the, the situations that bring new things into your life are situations where somebody invites you to something and you say sure, and you actually have time to say sure. Or you're sitting there at home bored and all of a sudden you feel like, oh, like, let me try doing that thing that I used to do and loved doing but haven't done in a long time or that I've always wanted to try but I've never tried. Like, unless you have space in your life have those moments of saying yes instead of saying no I'm busy then your life won't change and it won't change in all of these ways that you don't even know what your life could be going forward because it's one of those uh, it's one of those unknowable things how how what could your life be if you had left more space for serendipity opportunity new things to show up and it's hard because what it requires is that you go through your existing current life and get rid of some things pull some things and that might be pulling books off the bookshelf and getting rid of them or moving them somewhere else or it might be saying no to things that are taking up your time and either way you end up having to make some hard choices about things that have just passively become a part of your life that you need to look at consciously and decide is this worth it or not and that's hard um, particularly when you feel like you might hurt someone's feelings um, by saying no or by getting rid of something I can't tell you how many things we keep in our house because I feel like somebody's feelings might get hurt right classic thing with especially stuff if, if it's your kids stuff this classic dilemma of, you know, how much of your kid's artwork do you hold on to? Well, if you hold on to every piece because you're afraid of hurting their feelings by throwing something out, well, very quickly you won't have room to hold on to anything else because your life will be overrun by the constant flux of influx of new things from them. At the same time, you don't want to hold on to nothing, so there's always this question of what should you hold on to and how should you hold on to it and how often should you reevaluate things. Um, and these decisions we're making constantly in life. And that's my wife calling. Okay, conversation with wife concluded. Gotta remember to take the salmon out of the fridge when I get home and pop it in the oven. The thing I like about clearing books off of bookcases is that it's a visual reminder of this principle. So when I'm in my home and I see a bookcase that has room for other books in it, it's a it's a subliminal, subconscious reminder to me, and conscious one as well, to leave room in your life for new things to enter. And every time that I've taken the time to do this, I find that new things do come along. And that's part of the importance of it, that you're not the same person. You're not just reading the same new books, the same, the same old books, the, the books that were new to you 10 years ago, but 
you still have them now. It's, it's great to hold on to things from long ago, but you shouldn't hold on to everything from long ago because then there will be nothing, there will be no room in your life for new things. And all we have in life is the present moment. And you don't want your present moment to be stagnated by the weight and the presence of all the things that have happened in the past. Thank you for listening as always. Uh, we'll talk either tomorrow or when I, when I find myself doing this again. I really appreciate your time and attention. Be well.